0: as many of you have noted over the past few months, it certainly has been an interesting year in 2020. And you can go back and you can uh, recapture all the different things that have taken place, all the different occurrences that have happened, and you can go, wow, the foundations of this world are shaking. But the fact of the matter is the foundations of this world has been shaking ever since man bit of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The foundations of this world have been quaking because sin has entered the scene. And in the midst of the sin and fallen nature of this world that we now live in, it's not perfect. And it's not going to be perfect. You say, but pastor, haven't you seen the riots that are taking place in the streets? Haven't you seen unjustified, unprovoked attacks that are taking place on people who are just driving down the highway. Haven't you seen how brutality even affects certain figures of authority in the midst of our country and how they wielded that brutality on others? Haven't you seen how how this COVID thing that's taken place just came out of nowhere and has exploded on the scene and maybe it's been weaponized for political gain? And pastor, don't you pay attention to all that's going on and and how now what's next on the horizon is the fact that they're looking at taking the currency away from hardworking men and women in our country and in our world so that all of a sudden we don't have a standard of value called a dollar anymore and we're utilizing the, the metrics of what takes place in cyberspace and digital currency rather than paper cash. And pastor, don't you know that if we go down that road that all of a sudden the government has complete control over every purse string that we have? Don't you see this happening? Yeah, I see it happening. But I also saw Nazi Germany happening. I also go back and I see Genghis Khan. I also go back and you look in every period of history of this world and there was some prevailing evil that rose up to try to stake power and try to stake claim and in many instances you might look at them and say they succeeded they annihilated people they murdered and they plundered And yes you can look at the short term picture and say they had success but my friends let me tell you something God is a just God and God will not permit evil to triumph matter of fact he defeated it by what he did on the cross of Calvary. He defeated it by what he did coming out of that tomb. He defeated it and he gave us a promise of eternity, a promise of victory. And that's why no matter if Germany is occupying the people and killing the Jews, you can have Bonhoeffers that rise up and say God is still in control. And their testimony goes forward from generation to generation and they claim victory in the midst of what looks like defeat. That's why we can come today and we can take of this Lord's Supper and we can say, you know what? I'm not defeated. I'm not occupied. I'm not shaken. I'm not worried. I'm not going to be quieted in my uh, 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 worrisome nature because God has been shown to be in control. And He is. We can have celebrations. We can have victory. Let me ask you something. Are you saved? From what? And many of us would have a ready answer for that. I'm saved from hell. I'm saved from damnation. I'm saved from the judgment of God because that judgment has already been borne out upon the person of Jesus Christ. And that would be an absolutely right answer. But you're saved from more than that. You're also saved from the ways of this world. You're saved from being blinded. I once was blind, but now I see. You're saved from being a, a fool. You're saved from being something that the rest of the world is still in hot pursuit of. Matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 19, we see this. The message of the cross is... Foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Do you understand that when you are saved, you are safe from being that fool? You are saved from being that person of the world that thinks they're wise in their own eyes. You are safe from the ways that the world walks in. And we look at the world and we go, how can they act this way? But let me remind you, how can they not? When you take authority from over the people and you say now act in the nature that you normally would walk in without the presence of authority there, you get what you're seeing. That's the way they're programmed. That's the way the world is programmed to act. That's the way the leadership in the world is programmed to act, to try to gain and take leadership. That's the way of the world. And in verse 25, it goes on to say, Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. My friends, God overcomes all of this. That's why we celebrate. I want you to turn to First Corinthians chapter fifteen, with that backdrop of First Corinthians chapter one. Now, Paul goes through the book of Corinthians and he teaches many, many different things, getting up to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. And, and he's teaching husbands how they ought to accord with wives. He's teaching how we ought to conduct ourselves worship services and how how uh, prophesying is the most beneficial gift so that people can have understanding. He's teaching many different things into the book of 1 Corinthians. But when you get to chapter 15, let me just say that this is the hinge. This is the pivot point. This is the practical uh, exegesis of everything that paul is giving us and everything is founded upon what we're going to find in first corinthians chapter 15 as he writes this letter to the church of corinth considering all the instruction that paul is given why is chapter 15 so important well we sang about it just a minute ago catch up with me as we begin reading in first corinthians chapter 15 moreover brethren i declare to you the gospel do you know what gospel means good news when things are going bad is it good news when things were at its worst and and hell and separation from god was your destiny you better believe it's good news but when things are going bad around you and the circumstances you live in it's still good news because it reminds us there's a better day yet Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, the good news which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you were saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. This about the blood. It's about the atoning payment for the penalty of our sins, the blood that was shed as a sacrificial offering in your place and in my place. That's what Paul is bringing out as he talks about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop with the blood and what happened according to the Scriptures. You get to verse 4, and that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. It's also about the resurrection. Without the resurrection, there is no hope. Without the resurrection, we have no celebration. Without the resurrection, we're still dead in our sins and in our trespasses. It's the resurrection that demonstrates all of creation has been redeemed. That Jesus Christ not only paid the price and satisfied the cost but he also claimed victory over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Paul goes on later in chapter 15 to ask. It's gone. It's not there anymore because the penalty's been paid in full and the victory's been earned outright. And it's this resurrection that makes your faith right. It's this resurrection that even makes your works right because you work unto the glory of God. Everything about this resurrection is everything about our celebration that we're celebrating here today. He goes on and he continues. He says, He was seen by Cephas. He's buried. He rose again. But it wasn't just some hallucination, there's a witness and what do you call it when you have one witness He's the star witness. He's the one that they parade into the courtroom. And they say, we have the smoking gun, we have the circumstantial evidence, but we also have the star witness who saw what was going on. And he names one. He names Cephas. And that would be enough in a court of law at least to bring a trial verdict of some sort. But this isn't a court of law. This is a court of God. And he's going to make sure that everything is verifiably uh, accurate so that you can understand and the truth, he goes on, and he says, we have Cephas. Then he was seen by the 12. How many does that? Math is hard, 12 and 1. carry The new math is terrible. But I think that's 13 witnesses so far. Oh, and then he gets even more in depth so that we can see the accuracy of the account. Verse 6, after that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once now so far we've got well in covid numbers that'd be like 5,000 but in biblical numbers that's a lot of people that's a sanctuary full here at central baptist wouldn't it be 513 over 500 so we don't know the exact number but it's a lot of i witnesses that saw the resurrected Jesus Christ verse 7 after that he was seen by James then by all the apostles then last of all he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God oh but grace grace glorious grace Even one that ran with the foolishness of the world. Even one that created riots and demonstrations in the street. Even one that persecuted the very person that died to pay the penalty for his sins. Paul is this person who all of a sudden understood there's a grace that pays the sin debt in full. Sure, it took a Damascus Road experience for him. But why would it take that for you? Why would you have to go through life saying if God would just show me a sign, if he'd just knocked me down, if he'd just blind me with light, if he listen, he's given you the light of the world encapsulated in the doctrine of truth known as the Bible. He's given you the spirit of testimony of the saints. He's given you a church on almost every corner. He's given you YouTube channels where the gospel's going out. He's given you television where the gospel is streaming all the time. He's given you radio where the gospel's being preached. He's given you everything possible to say, I have died to forgive you of your sins. Now come unto me and be saved from this perverse generation. Not just for separation from hell, but for separation from this world as well. That you don't walk according to this foolishness anymore. Paul walked there and he said, I feel so undeserving. And he's right, but so are we all. He goes on to say, <clears throat> but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace Toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach. There's still a reason to preach. This blood still covers the sins of people. This body was still broken to forgive even the vilest offender. Everything that Jesus Christ did, he did to bring people to faith and make their faith right. You believe in God? Absolutely. Believe also in me. Jesus would go on to say, you know what? God is still saving people he's still redeeming those that are in, in need of salvation. The resurrection is the most important issue for Corinth. All that he's went through. Oh, by the way, you got incestuous affairs going on in your church. Oh, oh, by the way, you got people that are wanting to steal the spotlight in your church and put themselves front and foremost and center. Oh, by the way, and he goes through all these different things that are going on in their church, and it comes down to the fact that the resurrection is the most important issue for Corinth. That's why in verse 1 he he starts it with moreover to bring them to that point of understanding that, you know what, love, 1 Corinthians 13, is what you got to live by. But you ain't going to have love if you ain't been loved. You're not going to know how to treat people if you don't receive what God has done to treat you. And the resurrection brings us that victory that we so need. The purpose of the good news is to save. It was to save for the Corinthians. It's to save for us. God bought back his creation through the purchase of Jesus. God bought back all of his creation the physical along with the spiritual and in that That's the message of good news that we need to be echoing in our own ears every day, reading the Word, getting into the teaching of the Bible, understanding the truth that God loves us, not looking at the wind and the waves and quaking in our boots going, God, where are you? He's right there in the boat with you if you're saved. matter of fact, the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you. There's no need to be all worried. I look at my kids and I say, what kind of world are they going to face? I understand that thought. But do you know what dependency, true dependency, is? It's called F-A-I-T-H. That God is still in control. And what could I do about it anyway? Do I have the power to change? Society as we see it. You say, we hear all the stories. George Washington, young lad, grew up to be this. Absolutely. And if God ordains you to be the next George Washington, then by all means, be George Washington. But for the vast majority of us, God just says, be the woman at the well. Just place your faith in me, trust and follow. Jesus not only existed, which is the big question permeating society on many different platforms, but he conquered death and the grave and hell. He died to leave that empty tomb, and the resurrection really did happen. Eyewitnesses attest to that. And these disciples, if it weren't true, they would have scattered, they would have hid, they would have changed their name, they would have changed their cell phone number. but they didn't do any of that. Well, number one, they didn't have cell phones. You know that. But they stayed. And they preached. And they talked. And many were executed. They gave up the right to rule their own life. And they gave it back to God. You say, Pastor, if that's the road God has for me, what is faith? Knowing that even if you die, He's prepared a place, He's got a place that no ear has heard no eye has seen we don't understand the value of the glory that we will one day behold when we stand in his presence because we are looking at the value of the glory around us and this is what we've fallen in love with and this is nothing compared to what God actually has for us for all eternity why fight receiving The best eternity ever. If God has it for you to be like the martyrs of the faith, then you be that. Of the faith. But if God has it for you to go a direction, He will show you that too, other than. Jesus lived, He died, He was buried. He was resurrection. The resurrection is the most important issue for the Church of Corinth. Moreover, but let me tell you something: it's the most important issue for you too. Because if you really hold on to that, you know that whatever comes, is going to be okay. Turn back in your Bibles. We'll get ready for our Lord's Supper with this: the First Corinthians chapter eleven. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 gives us this warning in verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. What's that examination entail? Simply this, am I in the faith? Have I trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Have I certainly believed that he died to forgive me of my sins? Have I received the the gift of eternal life by knowing that? Am I in the faith? But as I said earlier, it's not only about am I in the faith when it comes to the payment of the penalty of your sin, but are you living in the faith day by day? Being saved was the words we read earlier in Scripture. Am I trusting in Him when things go bad? Am I trusting in Him when I don't see the conclusion that I would prefer? Am I trusting in him through these times? Or am I doubting? Am I dividing my attention? Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. You might have been saved, but you might be walking according to your own policies that you've assimilated for yourself. You might be saved, but you might be willfully sinning whenever you do those things that please yourself. You might be saved, but you might be walking errant according to the words of Scripture. Examine yourself to see that you are in the faith. Verse 29, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat in his own home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Paul's given instructions. Those instructions are reliant upon our faith. Are we in the faith? What are those instructions he starts with with the Lord's Supper? In verse 23, they are this. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death Till he comes. He can only come back if he came forth. And he came forth so that we could walk in faith. We're going to leave that Bible verse up on the screen. And what we're going to do is we're going to begin exiting our pews in just a second, starting with the front pews exiting to your left, coming by the nearest table to you, going back in the other side of your pews. You say, are we going to sit there and hold our cups? No. What I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to what you've heard today. I want you to pay attention to this verse that's on the screen. And when it's right in your heart between you and the Lord, I want you to take. I want you to take of the body that we read that was broke for you. I want you to take of the juice that represents the blood that was spilt for you and between you and the Lord sitting there in that place that you occupy take use the time to ask God am I really walking in the faith and he'll let you know he's not mute let me pray for us as we get ready Father, it is about faith, not a George Michael worldly kind of faith, Uh, not a political biased kind of faith, not a financial dependent kind of faith. It's a faith that has been attested to by countless, countless witnesses, a faith that God, you conquered death and you conquered the grave by conquering sin. And that through that, Father, we can walk through whatever we face in the faith of your promises. I walked through the ark this week, and I just couldn't believe how, God, you orchestrated everything together for a judgment but for a deliverance as well. But yet through the cross, you did the exact same thing. Our sin is judged upon Jesus Christ, but our deliverance is given because of Jesus Christ. But oh, God, that judgment still awaits those that haven't trusted. And so I pray, Father, that as we take of this Lord's Supper today, that we look of how we're walking in faith, seeing that we are in the faith. And I pray this in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I've already given instructions. I want to ask that if you are on the front rows as you begin making your way back. As soon as they move back to their seats, the next row just follows suit, and then the next row. If you are in your pews and you cannot come forward to take the Lord's Supper, we will bring it to you. And so as it gets to your row, we'll be paying attention to those that might raise their hand to receive at that point in time. And so I want to ask Eldine if you will go ahead and start playing. We'll start with the front pews. And go ahead and begin making your way.